Good morning and welcome to the Morning Chat with Ed Ballinger here on 97.7 FM, 1450 AM, WAOB Vincennes, 97.3 FM in Washington. We're broadcasting from the Oakham Chrysler Dodge, Jeep Ram Fiat, WAOB Studio. First guest this morning, Roy Inglis, of course here, must be Vincennes Youth Soccer time, is that right? year so it's this time of the year we'll get the registration process underway and and uh, away we go 32 years wow three locations three different locations or four uh three different locations we started at vu 92 93 94 out to lincoln high school behind the behind the school 94 5 and 6 or 5 5 6 and 7 and then we moved down to south 6th street road uh, past the Indian and Military Museum down there in 98. So You know, in what, 98, was that 35 years? That right? Thir- 30. 30 years. 30, 32. Uh, 32 years. Uh, okay, but to- 32 total and 28 down there. Okay. Of the 28 years, though, how that thing has improved every year. It has. It has. The fields are coming along. The fields look great right now. Uh, we got caught up with some of the weed eating and you know the mowing projects the way the irrigation system was working and and the amount of rain that we got we're happy to just keep up with it okay now i know a lot of people have had kids go through this but there's always a group this is their first kids to do it and that's who we're going to really focus in on more than anything is the newbies okay okay because i think that if you've had a kid in there not much has changed really has it right right the process is very similar to what it was except it's online that's right registration's easy online by always visiting www.vincensyouthsoccer.com and you can register all the kids online and it's very fast very powerful powerful system and that works for us really well. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't imagine doing paper anymore. I mean, just it just. I don't know. <laughs> it, it's just a great program because the parents can input the data, and they get it right. There's no transmission errors there. If you don't know how to spell your own child's name, <laughs> I think you do. And then you can pay online, and then we get the schedule online and produce everything and divide up the teams and. The computer can help us a, a tremendous amount. It's a great time saver. Okay. So anyway, um, it is that time registration, and it's actually underway, and it goes until what day? About uh, August 11th, August 12th, we want to try to wrap things up so it's not too far out there. We ask people to register and register early. The earlier we get people in, uh, the faster we can divide up the teams and start all the other processes that have to happen. So the quicker we can register people, the better. And if we can take a late registration after that, we're not guaranteeing. But if we have an opening, then we can maybe accommodate somebody after August 12th. All right. The, uh, <clears throat> the way that it has been over those 30-plus years you started with fewer numbers, you went up, and you really hit a, a major spike. Yep. And then it came down a little bit, and it's leveled <laughs> off, but still, what, 500 kids? Four, just 500 shy, kids? Yep, just shy of 500 each year. Uh, we spiked out at 720 kids. I remember that year. Uh, and that was prior to getting the youth soccer programs established in the uh, varsity squads at Lincoln, South Knox, North Knox, and Rive. And we went to the school boards, and then we went back subsequently to the 
middle schools and they got middle school soccer established those programs are real strong and they affect hundreds of kids throughout the county so we're very pleased with that so our upper age group kids went to the junior high and varsity programs and that's fine that's the purpose of youth soccer develop kids for the future and give them opportunities to start and learn and then move on and but there are some of those kids who still <laughs> will come out on a sunday and play that's right some of those kids come out and they enjoy playing a different position or playing with others and sharing their skills and abilities with those around them yeah smaller fields or micro fields micro micro soccer is the name of the game the little ones play four four aside the goalkeeper and three players and then we gradually move up to six on a field at the u8s and u10s and and we might go seven or eight on the field to make it more like junior high soccer at the uh, u12 level okay now here's the other thing is you go out there for the first time and one thing you won't find on that field are scoreboards that's right we we have always for all the years not kept score we just want the kids to focus on having fun and learn and develop soccer and their skills and techniques and being on the team a lot of them have never played before so you start out small and just come out for the fun of it and learn how to play and focus on your fundamentals but they all keep scoring all those oh, kids they do. oh my god sure they do you know <laughs> that and so do. do i coaches do they all do yep we've had many people want us to go to a tournament format at the end but then you see behaviors change and that's where i kind of draw the line behaviors from the coaches too that's right yeah i mean we can say one thing about the kids we also can about, talk about the coaches but yeah. coaches we, are volunteers we we call that the price of poker goes up <laughs> but you uh, know what there's a lot to say though about the coaches because they are volunteers and some are coaching more than one team they are they are and we can't do it without the help of the the parents and even those that are not parents that would like to get involved in the program they can always go online and volunteer to be a coach and we're always looking for coaches you never seem to have enough so we welcome any and all help that we can get and that's the first step in developing and they say we don't know what to do well you can learn so easy now online and and watching some videos and reading some material that we provide and coming to some of the clinics that we offer all right wow i mean it's just you just keep going. You just keep going, don't you? Also, yeah. let me mention, this is just, is, is just not for Knox County. If you're over in Illinois listening or another county in Indiana, you can play. That's right. Anybody that's within earshot and wants to come on over uh, from Illinois or out of Knox County, they're more than welcome to join. Obviously, some of those programs are out there and exist. Uh, but we get from as far away as Princeton and Sullivan and Olney and and uh over to washington but each of those cities have their own individual programs but sometimes they have friends over here and they want to play with us they're more than welcome <laughs> we, we love them come over and play right sure why not yep. okay um the other thing is it's not like you're gonna practice three or four days a week yeah we uh we like to go one one or two times a week, especially at the early part of the season. But most teams probably practice once a week, and all games then happen on Sundays. People always ask, when do you play? Well, we've always been on Sundays. We try to avoid other conflicts. So Sundays from 1 to uh, 5.30, the games all occur. We have nine fields, perhaps 10 if we need them. We can keep adding fields. But we played last year with nine fields. 
different age groups, and we play uh, 1 o'clock, 2.30, and 4 o'clock rotation. So all teams, all kids play every Sunday for the eight weeks that we play from September 10th, three, in, three weekends, three Sundays in September, and five Sundays in October. And I call them waves, the 1 o'clock wave, the 2.30 wave, and the 4 o'clock wave. Yep, and uh, we ask for people's patience coming and going on 6th Street and watch for the kids, obviously, because you've got a lot of activity coming. And when we put the extra time, a little extra 15 minutes in between each game and expanded it a little bit to ease the traffic flow in and out of the parking lots and allow people to come and go a little bit easier have a little more time between games. Good, good. The other thing is when you uh, uh, play these games, they're, they're pretty fast. They're quick. They're not good. They don't drag on. <laughs> and there's nothing more fun than to watch the little ones play. I mean, yeah. I, I kid you not. If you're out there early, just go watch the little ones play. It's, it's quite, the, quite the scene. It is. It is. There's, it, I've always said this for all my years doing it. If I had the time and could take on a team, I would take a U6 team on because – there's no group that learns more, faster, and has more fun doing it. And it's the easiest to coach as well, but you make the greatest impact on the kids because they're out there. They don't even know what direction to go, and all you have to do as a coach is point, which way are we going? That way. <laughs> and they get the idea of what to do, and you might as well hold all your strategy and coaching tactics for another day because they're not going to listen to you. They're just going to chase the ball. It looks like a little pack of bees running around out there in the field, and that's fine for the U6s. I lost a – I coached a U6. I lost a player one time, and, and I couldn't find her. I, I looked and looked. I, where's she at? And I looked up. Her sister had taken her to the concession stand. There you go. Hey, you <laughs> and all you can do is laugh. You need I mean, a drink or you need a snack, you uh, got to go. I mean, all you can do is laugh, you know, because that's how innocent it is right now. Sure. And, uh, you know, the parents come out. We get a lot of grandparents come out, and they enjoy spending the Sunday afternoon with us. And, and uh, you know, you, you easily get 1,000 or 1,500 people out there every weekend. So it's a fun time. That's why we keep doing it. Okay. The, uh, again, that's just a brief outlook of what the, the, the game is. Now, we're going to get into a little bit more of the specifics in the next segment. But uh, let me ask you something. On the heels of the uh, – uh, Women's World Cup right now. Do you look for a little bit of a push, maybe, to get more kids out for soccer? We always hope to because more media covers things about soccer. But with the recent advent of what's happening in professional soccer, our MLS teams are doing great. The crowds are do doing great. The expansion of the league has done great. So you see more of that. And then it never hurts getting Lionel Messi to come oh, and join the United just, States. Did he? Oh, my gosh. The whole city of Miami was out there. I mean, oh. I mean, and the people in L.A. were flying out to Miami. To, yeah. I mean, it was. And you look at what, what's happened to the ticket prices for home and away games, and they've just shot up hundreds and hundreds of percent. I think the average ticket cost now is $600 or $700 to see a game. So I think I might watch it on TV or watch the highlights. Okay, we're going to take a break. We'll have more with Roy after this on WAOV. Welcome back to the Morning Chat with Ed Ballinger as Roy Inglis from the Vincent's Youth Soccer Association, our guest this segment. And it's that time of year again. Kicks off really September 10th, first Sunday, but uh, you'll have practices before that. When is your draft? Uh, we usually look 
about the 16th to the 19th is when the coaches will kind of contact the kids. We usually try to pick all the teams by the 15th of August and then try to turn them loose by the 20th, which gives them about three weeks to uh, get warmed up and practices in before the first competition on Sunday, the September 10th. Okay. Somebody out there who, again, is new to this, they're, they're asking, okay, let's talk cost. How much does it cost? Okay. We're at $70 a child, $70 a player right now, and that goes up with a $10 late fee as a little incentive to get it in prior from uh, the 12th on. So August 12th and after is when the late fee kicks in. So we ask that you beat that deadline. We don't want to take a late fee from you. We want you in the program and, and uh, just get, get registered on time like paying your bills. They all appreciate it. Okay, now, what equipment do I need? Uh, we provide jerseys and socks matching in color, and that's for the team. And all the balls and all the uh, goalkeeper pennies and the, everything that you need out there. So we ask players to pro uh, provide their own black shorts and whatever shoe or footwear you want to come in. If it's a soccer shoe, if it's a tennis-type shoe, the little ones really don't need to get specialized and buy a crazy crazy pair of shoes they're going to grow out of them so fast anyway so but you could pick up things for them very very reasonable or cheap uh, and shin guards you need to have a pair of shin guards and we sell some of those but you can get them locally as well uh, to protect and basically that's it we ask that you keep your jewelry off <laughs> because that's not allowed in soccer so when it's all done you gotta keep your socks socks and socks and jerseys oh you gotta keep the jerseys yep. I didn't jerseys know that. come to you and then we replace those each year so that we start out fresh and okay. they're all in all kinds of different colors and usually about 10 different colors that we select each year and of course uh, you got wonderful sponsors yep we've got people that do help us and and we've got uh, uh, various ways that people can get involved in our program. If they'd like, they can contact me directly at 812-890-1164 uh, or write to me on my email, ringlis, R-I-N-G-L-I-S, at venue, V-I-N-U, dot E-D-U. And all this information, Ed, is easily accessible by just remembering vincennesyouthsoccer.com and all that information is right there on the home page so it can be easily accessed okay what are the you, you mentioned in the first segment expectations as you get older to get them ready to go into the middle school and high school but at the young ages are you just really developing skills or, or are you developing a love for the game i think a little bit of everything they the skills that they come out with after eight weeks of practice and play is amazing but how to work with each other also how to listen to your coach how to show patience how to how to perseverance and and the passion for the game that is in any sport you get them out there and you put them in a good learning environment and they'll hook be hooked for life hopefully and that's what we're hoping we're hoping to try to develop future soccer players and you know if it becomes junior high or high school or varsity or on into your college and you can help support yourself in college by playing soccer all the more to you the um oh gosh what i was gonna ask you as far as getting uh, everything ready uh, if you've never played before let's say you're a, a 10 year old never played before don't be intimidated come on out 
and you'll yep. learn. There's others that are out there that have never played every year. In every age group, we get those that uh, do not have any experience playing experience. And in our environment, if you're the best player or you're the rookie beginner, there's a spot for you, and you're guaranteed at least 50% of the playing time anyway. So we encourage that. So you'll learn. You'll learn on the spot, kind of on the job training. And remember, we've got an under six and an under eight, an under 10, and an under 12, and then an over 12 league. And we're even trying to push a little of the adults. We've gotten some interest for the adults so they can contact us via the web as well. And um, we have boys and girls categories. Now, sometimes in that over 12 league, the numbers start to dwindle a little bit, and we end up playing in the co-ed league, and that works out just fine as well. The kids have a great time, social skills. A lot of times parents are hesitant about putting a child of one sex in with the other, and it always works out, and we always ask the referees to keep a special watch over. The coaches are great. The size of the field increases. So it's a great learning environment and a great opportunity for both boys and girls to play and compete and share out there on the field and frequently sometimes in the future at the junior high level or sometimes even at the varsity level they might be in a co-ed situation playing soccer it's funny because some of the girls are better than the boys oh there's no question about it i've seen some really good girls perseverance skill and fundamentals and abilities it doesn't matter who you are or what you are you can just go out there and have fun i i could put a a list of girls who have played out there who can compete with anybody. So, I mean, yep. it's, it's, uh, but that's at that age, yeah. Yep. Okay. And we've got some strong kids that are in the program locally, whether it be at Lincoln or, or South Knox or Revay or North Knox, that have started and they got 90% of them probably got their start playing right here in youth soccer. Right. Okay. So, you fill out the registration form, then you have the draft. <laughs> Coaches contact the players. Yep. Set up times. Set up practice times convenient for the coach, convenient for the parents and players. And then we're in the background working on the schedules and getting all the other particulars, assigning coaches and, and getting the word out to everybody and doing the organization and we have jersey pickup day and equipment pickup day where the coaches can contact us and you know i've already been contacted (laughs) by somebody (laughs) that asked well when do we start play you know when's our first game who's on our team you know oh we're not there yet (laughs) you have to understand the process that goes on here it is a process (laughs) with 400 500 kids yeah yeah and and you this is what i really like and if i seem like i know a little bit because i coached in it for a few years sure you know and i was on the board a few years so i i understand uh you rate players and and then this is nothing bad don't get me wrong but what it does it enables you to have mixture of teams where it's not one dominant group of kids and i mean yep and and the other thing too ed that that has come into play a lot is the computer basically randomly selects the teams and equalizes things based on age based on sex uh if it's all if it's an all boys team if it's an all girls team then they look at the ages of the kids and their playing experience and divides them up equally so that the teams are not stacked in any way. We allow the coach to bring their player, their son, their daughter with them, obviously, 
and um, we've gotten a good response from that and it, it over the last few five six seven long time years it's been very equal play and you don't get very strong or very weak teams they're very competitive yeah and like i said it's a it's a fun time that's what you strive for you're on you're not on the big soccer fields you're on the smaller fields um you'll get plenty of playing time uh you'll get dirty if you're young you'll get dirty you know sometimes we play in the rain we don't play in lightning and uh, obviously with the with the great feature of this website that we use and the and the registration package i can instantly email and the advent of the smartphone is unbelievable because <clears throat> i used to rely on my voicemail messages people could call in now at the touch of a button in about a minute and a half i can email everybody in the league and they can then go in turn check their email mm-hmm. and it's a great communication tool to be able to communicate via email to 500 people in an instant if there's a weather related event so you got three sundays in september because yep. of labor day you don't do labor day weekend that's correct and then you do five big month october five yep. month. october it's just the way the calendar falls it's it starts on the first in october and it's just runs <clears throat> excuse me runs every sunday and i think we wrap up on the 30th if i'm not mistaken october 30th this year maybe the 29th uh but there's the 10th and the 17th and the 24th in September, and then we roll right into October. And, you know, you look at the season and you go, wow, long season ahead. And in a blink of an eye, it's done. Mm-hmm. It's amazing to see how fast it is. And then I'm laying the markers out to find the fields for next year, and we put everything to rest again. It'll go fast. Mm-hmm. You start marking them already? Oh, the fields are, fields are already marked. We keep the fields marked all summer. All winter, we use the little whiskers, pink whiskers, to identify the fields. <clears throat> and then throughout the summer, I dot the field with white dots in all the corners and junctions. There's 27 marks per field times nine fields. You can do the math on that. I don't do the math well. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, all this information we've talked about is on the website. Yep. VincentDuSoccer.com. Yep. You first go on upper corner, it'll say register. <clears throat> and if you already have an account, you can just log in and go right to it. If not, create an account. Then there's a six-step process you go through. Payment's the last one. You can pay right online or you can mail us a check and choose that option if you'd like. And uh, then you're in. And the, the system doesn't flaw. You know, If you've entered everything and you've completed all the steps, we've got your child. No need. Just sit back, relax. And if you don't hear something from about August 15th or 16th, 17th, then you can start to get a little concerned. But all the kids get registered. It's online, and they're there. And we just are putting all the pieces together behind the scenes coming up to the season start. Okay. Well, I appreciate your time. Again, good luck with another soccer season. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Appreciate it, Ed. Have a great day. You too. Stay tuned. More of the Morning Chat coming up on WAOV. Welcome back to the Morning Chat with Ed Ballinger on 97.7 FM 
1450 AM WAOV Vincennes, 97.3 FM WAOV in Washington. Broadcasting from the Oakham Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat WAOV Studio. It's that time of year, school around the corner. Janice Jones from Vincent Trevay joins us. And uh, are you ready? Oh, yes. Mm. We're always ready to start a new year. <laughs> All right. So, yes. She's saying it with a smile, folks. So <laughs> she's serious. You're yes. Ready. You're, yes. You're ready for this then. Okay. A few more things to tie up, but we're getting there. Okay. August 10th, right? Yes, correct. But uh, there are things before that, right? That dates that we need to know about. Yes, um, like this evening, we will have the uh, welcome back mass for our freshmen that are entering high school, and uh, we'll get together with them. And then tomorrow, we actually have teachers' meetings. Flajay and Reve will get together and go over some things. And then we have a pool party for the Vincent's Catholic Schools at Rainbow Beach from 6.30 to 8. Wow. Yeah, we're looking forward to that. Oh, you are the kids. <laughs> Probably the kids more than me, but I'm still looking forward to it too. Okay, as we go into a new school year, of course, uh, things change a little bit. Anything that's really drastically changed with you guys at the Catholic Schools? I wouldn't say anything real drastically at all. I think it's everything... Um, the biggest thing is we're out of COVID, fully out of COVID. So, you know, getting back to norm has been great. And um, just going back to an in, in improved way, the way things were done, I think. I think we did learn some things from COVID and it, it enhanced what we have to offer. But basically everything's uh, a lot of the same that we've been doing. Now, uh, is it just too early to talk about numbers that you're going to have in the school or or, no. or, or do you have a really good idea? Or? We've got a decent idea, and it looks very stable, maybe a little bit of an increase between both schools. Uh, but do we have a definite? Not now. We, you know, usually sometimes even a few days before school starts, we may get some, you know, new new students that want to enroll. Right. I'll tell you what, they got things going down at Flaget, don't they? Yes, yes. <laughs> They're, they've got their teach on, so to speak, and uh, just really... It's just really happening down there. Okay, we're two and a half minutes into the conversation. I'm going to go ahead and bring it up right now. Before we forget, you do not have to be Catholic to attend Catholic schools. Absolutely not. We take all, all anyone that wants to come, you are welcome to come. Uh, it, we are Catholic school-based, but it's more of a belief in living with God together. Okay. All right. Just want to make sure everybody understands that. Mm -hmm. it is I'm a glad you bring that up because uh, that is so true. I mean, I just want everybody to understand. And there are vouchers available if you'd like to uh, yes. attend. The school choice voucher is probably a big thing that has changed uh, beginning July 1. The amount that the household can make has is just wonderful. They have upped it. Um, just off the top of my head, I can remember a family of four, you can make up to $222,000 and still qualify for the voucher. And what is nice, the voucher pays 90% of what the, the public school would receive for that child. That will cover our full tuition. Okay. So basically, if you get a voucher this year, your your tuition's paid. Good. That mm -hmm. makes sense. Yes, yes, yes. I just, I really like it because it's like the uh, parents' tax money is going to where their child goes to school. Okay. All right. Do we see that? Do you think sometimes we don't take advantage of that? I do think sometimes. I think it's such a new concept, especially with the new amounts that you can make your income amounts. People haven't gathered, really taken that in yet. Like, I can really make this much? Because when it first started, the amounts were very low. So a lot of people did not qualify. But that's changing. 
Wow. Yes. I didn't know that. That's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. We're very thankful that, that it that it has that you know the and it's tax like I said it's the tax money following your child. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. There you yeah, go. Yeah, that was some big news. That is some big news there. I did wrote 222,000. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. That means if I had four kids, they would have <laughs> 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 go. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I said. And if you know if anybody's interested in checking any of that out, just give Samantha or I a phone call at Flagea Reve and we can walk you through it. Okay, you're open now, right? Yes, yes. All right, they're open. Even though school doesn't start for over a week, you're open. Yes, some of the hours are probably shorter than our normal business hours, but yes. Okay, now let's talk about the Brevet student. Mm -hmm. Okay, what you're looking for in a student. I mean, um, it's a private school, mm -hmm. okay? Uh, smaller class sizes, I right. think, is, is an advantage, isn't it? It, it is. It is a big advantage, uh, a little bit more... Uh, you know, independent individual education, basically that you know the the one on one is a little bit more than what you can find in a bigger classroom, which that's you know that's just how it is. Okay, but you try even though you're a small school, you try to do a lot of the I don't want to say big school activities, but you try to do what a lot of the public schools do. Yes, uh, one thing I don't know if a lot of people realize we do have to follow everything the public school for the state has to follow. You know, we are accredited. We're actually accredited twice. So uh, by two different entities, and um, so we have to follow all of that. But we do have a lot of activities, uh, athletics being you know one of our big options that we have. We have everything but basically football, um, and then we have a lot of clubs and academic teams that compete. Like our uh, middle school English team won nationwide, and they had a perfect score this last year in, <laughs> in competition. So we do you know have our children experience that. In layman's terms, they're pretty smart. <laughs> I will say yes, and then we—it's we, just like um, you would look at any school. We have, you know, the ones that are highly intelligent. Some of them it comes easy to, and we do have the struggling students that you know struggle a little bit. But we do try. The end-all result is we want them to get the best education possible, so that they can achieve the dreams that they have for their life. I know one of the things Janice that always comes up uh, talking about. Uh, the private the Catholic schools dress code has, yes. has that changed at all no no we're gonna stick with the dress code um, it's always like you present yourself and I just it does make them I think it shows that they are um, performing at the best they can that they've come they mean business when they walk in you know okay. they're dressed for success I guess okay all mm -hmm. right so there no no there's no dress code change or anything nope. there nope okay uh, now, if you're a student who's attended a, another school and you're considering a change, what is the procedure on that? Uh, basically, you need to make contact with Flagea Reve, and then um, there is, if you get on our website, there is a line where it's a enrollment form that gives us all the information and it sends it directly to us, and we can reach out and contact you or you, you may call the school. And usually um, how I like to do it is have a time to meet with the parents and the, and the student and go over things, look at their records and see, you know, there are times maybe it's not going to be a good fit for either one of us, the student or the school. And then other times we can work out, like I said, more of that into individual education type track on what's going to be best. Because we, that's what, the whole thing is we want to do what's best for that child. Okay. And again, the middle school and high school are together. Yes. Yes. We're in the same building. Middle school's on the 
second floor, and then uh, high school is usually on the third floor. I didn't know that. Yeah. They're, they're, it's How just many how, times have I been in your school? <laughs> I didn't even know that. Yeah, if you go up the stairs, it's more high school. Now, there are times there could be classes that would switch, but not that often. But what I tell her when I've been there a lot of years, and it's more of the high schoolers that take care of the middle schoolers. It's like the older brother sister with younger brother sister. Jess, it's been 24 years. I didn't even know that. Yeah. And I don't, you know, I don't know if we were actually did that on purpose or not, but it's just how it's always been. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Now what's in the, um, um, Annex. Annex, thank you. The Annex. We have our Christian Education Foundation, the CEF, which are great supporters of the Catholic schools. And then we have our bookkeeper office, and then we have our music and our art rooms are in there also. Okay. Mm-hmm. I learned something today. I did not know the second, third floor. There's always a surprise somewhere in there. Okay, all right. I just did not know that's the way it worked. All right. One of the things, though, that I know that you guys have been really successful with is the uh, the relationship of VU yes. because a lot of your seniors graduate with degrees from VU. Yes, we actually have VU uh, teachers, instructors that come onto the Revee campus and teach the students there. Um, we also have the students have the option when it fits in their schedules that they can go to VU and take classes on campus. Um, so we don't like to restrict anyone, any of the students that would like to really further their education because it is very helpful to have a few classes, even maybe a year or more under your belt before you go to college. I think it makes that transition a little bit easier to get some of those electives out of the way. Okay. One of the other things that people always say is it's so academically tough at Revee. The number, I mean, the grading skill is tougher. A little bit. And then also, um, I think we just expect the students to do their best. But I don't want that to deter anyone that probably thinks, you know, I struggle a little bit because we're going to work with them too because we realize, you know, there's there's a big spectrum for students to be on. Mm-hmm. And uh, all students should be able to go, you know, attend a school that where God's ever present. Right, mm-hmm. right, exactly. Now, honestly, not, not everybody is it for all kids. And I mean... And then, but honestly, there's some public schools that aren't for all kids. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's finding that fit, isn't it? Yes, yes. And that's that's really, you know, when you sit down and, and there's that's the hard conversation. Are, are we going to be what this child needs? Are we going to be able to offer? And then, you know, you do that with the public schools also. Is this going to be the better fit or would a parochial or private school be a better fit for my child? So it's just kind of looking at the options and what your child needs. Because it's not surprisingly to see one sibling in a private school one in a public i mean mm-hmm. you see and then there's things that are offered at the public schools that you don't offer and vice versa yes so i mean it's just again it's that fit yes it's the, that's the big word i use all the time is it going to be a good fit right and, and you know then we take it from there okay uh, what uh i asked you what you expect from a student when they come to a reve but i'm um, in four years how do you measure a growth of a student uh maturity is one you know when you see them come in as freshmen and then see them at the senior year which i really feel it's a blessing we get to see them at sixth grade and how they grow into young adults it's just an amazing journey and then you can see how they um kind of like like maturity also with their academics you know are they really putting forth effort you know where are their dreams at one point of like i want to be this freshman year and then when they get to senior year is that still their dream or has things changed over the years because as they develop you know their goals and things change also right right mm-hmm. and they do yes they, they, yep. they do you know 
you know, to this day, I still don't know why I'm going to be that girl. I mean, I mean, just. <laughs> yep. I never dreamed I'd be a principal. No. Wasn't in that list at all. No. Didn't see it coming. Nope. It just happened. Just yep. happened. All right. But, uh, you know, you try to make school fun, a, a fun learning environment. Mm-hmm. You know, in this day and age also, that with, with security. Yes. Okay. Feeling safe at your school. And I, and I almost think that. Janice, that's at the top of every parent's priority list. It, it okay. is. It's at the top of our list. Um, that's, you know, we're locked down. We have one door during the day with a buzzer that they can get in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of sad. You have to do the uh, intruder drills and things like that. So the students, we try to prepare them if, if the worst imaginable thing could happen of how to handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, but and, and then we have cameras all throughout the campus, even on the parking lot in both buildings so that we can see. And if literally if we don't know know you at the door, you mm-hmm. may not be getting in. So, right, right. you know, we just kind of try to keep that kind of security there. And I do want to, you know, shout out to the, um, the Vincent's Police Department and the Knox County Sheriff's Department. They walk our buildings often and are parked outside. And, you know, it, it's just nice knowing that they're there for us. The other thing is, I got. I had to chuckle a little bit that uh, a couple years ago you had quite the challenge, thanks to Mother Nature. Yes. Okay. But you guys have come back. You mm-hmm. built, and you yes. can't tell, can you? It is um, the rooms. You know, when you first see it, it just breaks your heart. And now you walk in the rooms with a smile because the new rooms are just, you know, like in the science room of all rooms to be hit. It's top notch with everything. It's they're just amazing. And then you're like, you know, it was bad at the time, but it's not so bad now. It was. Yeah. But it's given us now a goal to look on how we want to fix up the other rooms. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it was very trying. But, you know, we came together as a family, made it through that. Um, You know, and I was talking about the COVID having a few little blessings in there, if you can believe that we didn't have to place our students anywhere when that happened because we were virtual and that was because of COVID. Right. So it gave them, you know, that semester to finish fixing up and got it gave us time to move into the annex. And so uh, that was, that was one of the things I consider, you know, if anything good could come from COVID, that was it. Mm-hmm. Cause the first thing I thought of, how are we going to provide education? And I thought, Oh, we don't have to, they're already getting it. They're getting it. Mm-hmm. Right. That, wow. Yeah. Like I said, that was a, uh, and I hate to rehash that because, but that was just a scene that, yeah, I was there. I got a chance to see it. It just mm-hmm. was not very nice. No. It, it, was, uh, it, was, it, was, it was heartbreaking. Yes. And, I, you know, the building, like I said, it's a building because the people that, the alumni and who is at Reve, that's who Reve is. But it is their beloved building. And it is hard to see something, of, especially of the historic part of it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but like I said, now it's, it's fixed back up and it's better. And we still have that heritage there. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go back now again if you'd like to uh, get more information or, or what it would be the, the procedure as far as signing up to go to school here. Okay. Let's say, you know, you wake up and then you say, you know what? I want to go to Reve. I just want to go to Reve. Or I want to go to, or I want to go to Flaget. Okay. But what do I need to do? Honestly, the first step that I would say you could do is get on our websites, and on there you will see admission, and if you click on it, it'll take you down to a pre-enrollment that you fill out, and like I said, that comes directly to us, and we can contact you, or feel free to call us or email us, because we will reach out to you, then have you fill out the form also, and then we start the process of meeting, you know, taking the tour of the school, going over our options and things. So yes, and we're still, you know, open. We'll be open for enrollment 
you know, up to the first day of school. Okay. And again, it's just a chance to, to, to look. Okay? Yes. Yes. Oh. There, okay. Yeah. We don't, there's no, until we really sit down and talk like, yes, this is a good, you know, this is going to be a good fit or no, it's not. Um, and I will say, I know a couple of the classes, I believe, may be full. So we have uh, at, at Flaget and Rivet. So we may have waiting list if it happens. And that's so that's what that, mm -hmm. I don't think people realize you do have a, mm -hmm. a cap of class. We will because we do want to keep them at a small manageable size. And that's one of the things what's best for our students. And, um, you know, num having high numbers is always awesome. But we also have to watch that these children are going to get the the education we're promising because i heard you you do have a couple of lower grades that have some pretty good numbers yes yes we do and um and then like we've got one grade i think we can take a few more kiddos in it and that's going to be it wow. we'll have to cap it that's great mm -hmm. i mean that's that's bad news but good news yes or yeah. vice versa so mm -hmm. or, <laughs> what are your goals this year um i believe that at Reve we are going to um try to enhance like rigor in the classroom uh, our science departments are beginning to new new things like middle school is going to be hitting robotics this year uh, hitting the stem hard on both levels and um, just having a good year making the you know the the students want to be there getting that enthusiasm going which we usually do that so um, but just you know basically having a good year and giving the students what we promise them we can and you know having God with us every step of the way now I know you're part of the diocese so do you get ideas from other schools oh yes uh, we uh, have actually there's 26 schools in the diocese and we came together Monday with all of the administrators and all of the teachers. It is an enlightening or uplifting, I should say, day that we all meet. We have a speaker and then we have mass. And this happens before any of our schools start. So we're starting off together. And the teachers interact. We have teacher share meetings amongst all the 26th. All of the principals with our administration come together uh, every month in Evansville or it's virtual there where we get a talk so it's really a partnership so Reve and Flaget is just not out here by themselves by no means okay and I think sometimes you <clears throat> forget that that yes you know like oh they're, they're just private well they're, they're part of a bigger yes group here, yes so. I always say we're a small puzzle piece to a big puzzle <laughs> So that's a, that's a good, mm -hmm. and it's not a jigsaw puzzle. No, it's just, it's just a nice puzzle, puzzle, and it's all together, so okay. it's good. We're big pieces, you know. I just, mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. I, I got the vision going, Janice. <laughs> that's how I'm doing my head. Uh, there you go. Mm -hmm. All right. So uh, again, the, the office is open. Mm -hmm. We'll mention that. Uh, or call ahead or whatever. Call, yeah, you may call, uh, but it's usually I would say probably nine to one or two is a good guess. Yeah, of course, I know you got sports teams in the fall practicing, so. They are, and I believe we are, I know golf has had their first invitation. Right. Lot, so things are even starting before school starts. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's just a, a lot of things, a lot of opportunities. Mm -hmm. A lot of, you know, we talk about athletics and stuff, but there are clubs, there's just other things that normal schools have. Yes, there definitely is. Okay. Uh, again, final question, though. I mentioned earlier that you don't have to be Catholic, but... If you are uncomfortable going to mass, is that a problem or? Basically what I tell kids, we all celebrate together, uh, but you can celebrate God in your own way during that hour we are at mass because that's the whole purpose of it. Um, and we do, if you are not Catholic, you still get to participate in the Mass by carrying up gifts or doing readings. You can sing in the choir. The, you know, if you're not Catholic, you are not excluded by any means. But I do think it's just a really good time for you and God to spend a little bit of time together. Okay, that's, that's mm -hmm. pretty much it. It's, 
is you're not trying to sell an idea. No, no, no. No. Okay, great. And I'm just trying to think of all the angles that people may yes. have about about going to a private school and a Catholic school. Mm -hmm. But and again, check out those uh, uh, vouchers too. Yes, definitely on those. And we always bring those up with families we talk to. All righty. Mm -hmm. And again, if everybody has any questions, what's the phone number, Ravey? At Ravey, it's eight one two eight eight two. 6215 and Flaget is 812-882-5460. righty. Appreciate you coming in. Wish you the best of luck this school year and we'll see you around. Thank you, Ed. Good seeing you. You too. Stay tuned. Midday Edition is coming up next on WAOV.